You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door. You get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer. You know what to do. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Just find that podcast button, for example, on an Apple phone, type, uh, tap it, rather, uh, the podcast button. It's purple, I believe. You tap that, hit search, type in ML Sports Platter, hit subscribe, and you will get new and archived episodes of the program delivered right to your smartphone device with past guests like Kel Ripken Jr., Eric Wood, Adrian Wojnarowski, Bob Costas, and many, many more. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our good friends at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Make sure you get on over to Rosie's every Friday for fish as well. They've got mac and cheese on Thursdays and Fridays. Gift cards are available for Father's Day upcoming here this week as well. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to Axe Exotic Pets and the Whitaker and Swan families for their support of the ML Sports Platter. Well, let's bring in a lacrosse Hall of Famer. The resume of this guy, spectacular. Four-time All-American midfielder for the Syracuse Orange, and uh, he's ranked 21st on SU's career goals list with 97 Scored 35 points in his freshman year, ranking 14th all-time on the first-year player's point list. Scored at least 1.50 times in his SU career and had 35 multiple-point games. In his 11 NCAA playoff game appearances, he scored 13 goals and 16 assists. And, uh, of course, knows a thing or two about being a national champion at Syracuse and uh, also... Had a pretty darn good career as the MVP for West Genesee's 1990 state championship team. All-American, all-league, and uh, the 1990 Empire State Games gold medalist. Also lettered four years on the basketball team. Pretty darn good. Charlie Lockwood, number 22. Ward on a dare from Coach Simmons, by the way. We're going to talk about that, but the future of Syracuse lacrosse now with Gary Gate in, John Desco retiring. Let's bring in Hall of Famer. Charlie Lockwood. Charlie, it's been a while, bud. How are you, man? Good. I'm hanging in there, man. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Before we get to the future of the program for Syracuse, Gary Gate obviously is in now. Let's start with John Desco. What have you learned from him? How will you remember him as a head coach at Syracuse, his, his impact on the game, You know his place in the game? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up, Mike, because a lot of the focus over the last week or so has been on Gary Gate and the new hire the excitement and, and all that. Um, I firmly believe that um, the Central New York community, uh, you know, should really take a step back and they should celebrate John Desco. They should give this man his full due because the things that he accomplished at Syracuse after taking over for Roy Simmons Jr., who happens to be one of the greatest 
college coaches of all time. You know, he just, John did a tremendous job. When you take over from for a legend, there's a lot of questions. Can he do it? What's it going to look like? How many national championships can we expect? John Desco checked every single box that someone could check. So I firmly believe that John Desco will end up going down as one of the greatest college coaches ever. And he was a tremendous asset, not only for Syracuse University, but this entire community. So I think, you know, being a former player of his, when I was at Syracuse, Roy Simmons Jr. was my coach. John was sort of the glue guy. He was the enforcer. You know, he was our top assistant coach. And, you know, he sort of kept it together, um, which was so valuable at the time. So I I was fortunate enough to play for him, you know, to, to be a player uh, when he was on the staff. But uh, just, you know, my hat's off to Coach Desco, the things that he's done. And, you know, even though there's a lot of excitement about Gary Gate coming on as the coach, which I think it's warranted 10 times over, there's no guarantees, Mike, as you know, the next regime, the next coaching staff is going to have the same success. We've seen it at Syracuse University on the football side time and time again. You know, there's, there's, there's excitement, and then how does it pan out? There's just no guarantees. So that's why I think everyone should step back and really, really give it up for John Desco. No question. Um, so now let's move on to Gary Gate and the program. What does the future of the program look like to you under Gary Gate? It's exciting. Like, I think that's the word that, you know, is thrown out there a lot, and sometimes it's just loosely, you know, used. But Gary Gate is excitement. You know, and I think from, you know, on the men's side of the game, Mike, he was an innovator. He was exciting. He was, you know, he brought, you know, that flair to the game with his creativity. And I believe that that's in his DNA and he will try to do his very best to pass that on, that philosophy to all the current players and future players that are going to come to the program. So, you know, the truth of the matter is this, Mike. Gary Gate, and we're all getting older and whatnot, a lot of these recruits are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. They weren't even a thought when Gary Gate was jumping over the cage right. in the late 80s, okay? But they can go on, you know, YouTube, or they can go on social media and see what it was about. But, you know, Gary still has that aura about him, and people get excited to potentially play for one of the greatest players ever. So I think Gary's biggest asset is that he's going to be a player's coach and he's going to give the kids the freedom to go out and express themselves on the field through creative play. Is, is Gary Gate kind of like the Michael Jordan of lacrosse? You know, when like you think about those highlight plays, the cage play, uh, it's been a while since youngsters, uh, uh, well, youngsters, you know, have, have seen – him play, I say youngsters, and you know it's like forty years old, right, or fifty or forty-five years old, or or people who are really, really, really young, like you say, who never saw him play. Um, but you can go on and appreciate, you know, what what he did, and, and we just had the last dance with Michael Jordan, the '90s Bulls during the coronavirus and stuff. So I think a lot of young people who are just all in on LeBron, all in on today's NBA, they're like, whoa, okay, this, yeah, right, this guy was pretty good. Does Gary, I mean, is, is that is that fair to say that, the gate, Jordan? I would, I would, say, I would say it's more than fair okay. that on any level, Mike, 
that Gary Gate would be considered one of the greatest players of all time. So I feel extremely confident, and I hate to you know single someone out or anything like that because I played with so many great players sure. in, in in my day as well. But he's a top three, he's a top five player on any measure. So even if there's guys out there that don't like him for whatever reason, they're going to admit what I just said. He's a top three or top five player, even if they have their favorites. So that's the type of impact he's made generation to generation to generation. So the things that he did for the game of lacrosse, he literally took it to another level. It's hard when you talk about players that can do that or have the ability to do it. He did it. So, you know, you have that working for him. And I think the players can do their homework and it only takes them about five minutes, Mike, to get a lot of data points on a player and a lot of footage to see what this guy was all about. And I think that in itself brings a lot of instant excitement to the program. Okay. So one thing that is just, it's, it's a constant talking point, Charlie, and you, you know this. It's it's they got to win a championship. They haven't won a, a title since '09. It's it's amazing. The Yankees and Syracuse Lacrosse both haven't won a, a title since 2009, and they're both the winningest programs in 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 their respective sports. You know, I tell you what, for Central New York Lacrosse diehards, 12 years feels like a long time. Just like 12 years feels like sure a long time in the Bronx. But can sure you does. can you give my listeners from a lacrosse standpoint only here? How difficult it is to just win one, just to okay. win one, which that so, you you won one, right? So, like, how so, hard so, is it? So here's here's what I would say to that, and I think it's a great question, and I think these type of conversations, Mike, need to take place more often to uh, to educate the general public. So, first of all, if you go back to the late eighties, nineties, and even in the early two thousands. There was like three or four teams every year that was probably going to end up at Memorial Day playing for a national championship. Syracuse is one of those teams. Okay, it was almost like uh, you know death taxes and Syracuse lacrosse playing on Monday. Charlie, it was I like mean, Alabama was, Clemson now in college football. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's right. Which makes those feats, yeah. like you know, I'm a sports guy, really impressive mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So in lacrosse specifically, I'm like the parity, the amount of kids playing around the United States now is at an all-time high. So what that does is, if you're looking at it like from a triangle standpoint, with the very top of the triangle being Division One lacrosse, and at the bottom or the base of the triangle, that would be high school or youth lacrosse. The bottom keeps getting expanded, 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 but that tip, the very tip, which is Division One lacrosse, there's only so many schools that play. There's only 50, 60, 70 programs that play. So you have all these tremendous lacrosse players vying for a few spots. Back in the day, Mike, those great, great players, they ended up at Syracuse, Duke, Virginia, Hopkins. You know what I mean? Like, those were the schools they went to. Now you have these great impact-type players out of high school and youth lacrosse ending up at Richmond, Jacksonville, High Point, uh, you know, going to the Ivy Leagues, which makes them instant competitors instant contenders yeah and there's programs so, on the rise left and right look at my alma mater under randy Mearns. bonaventure's rolling now like yes and that's that's why back in the day if there was a new program program and we'll use saint bonnie's as the example 
I think the athletic director would have a game plan of saying, okay, hopefully in five or 10 years we can get there. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You don't have to wait five or 10 years That's anymore. Right. If you have someone on your staff that can recruit, there's so many great players, you can become a contender within a few years. So it's very difficult to win. So everyone needs to understand and acknowledge that. But this is the big but at Syracuse University, you are only judged when it comes to men's lacrosse on national championships, whether that's fair or unfair. Getting to a final four is very good. At Syracuse, it's very good. But you're going to be judged and you're going to be remembered by national championships. It's not simple. So if you take a look at Gary Gate and the staff, he's going to assemble. He doesn't have, in my opinion, five or ten years to win one. This is Gary Gate we're talking about, Mike. He's going to put together an all-star staff. In my opinion, the pressure is going to be instant. And I think fans and the the general population here in Central New York, those lacrosse fans, they're going to want to see a national championship within two, three years. I firmly believe that. I don't think they want to wait around five or ten years. We've already waited, like you just said, since 2009. That's a huge drought. I think people want to see it right away. No doubt. Lacrosse, great. Charlie Lockwood with us here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices in Rosie's Corner. You played in four Final Fours, I believe, right? Every single year you were in it. And one title, one runner-up as well. But in in 93, your junior year, I mean, that was – that, that must have been the, the high point for you, right? I mean, my goodness, the assist against North Carolina. You had the pinpoint pass, game-winning goal in the final, I think, under 10, eight seconds or so to go, wins the title game. Um, and, and you know, you started getting into, you know, the, the, the world and the big names in lacrosse history, you know. Um, you, you know, you earn a roster spot on as a walk-on on the Hoops team, right? First player since Jim Brown to play both sports. I mean, your junior your junior year was the pinnacle of, of your career probably, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, uh, and I think a lot of guys that have been there would understand this statement. You know, you can have a very, very successful individual career at Syracuse. A lot of guys come through have wicked high-profile careers, they're, you know, named All-American. They get all these accolades, this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the day, any player that's had individual success will tell you, Mike, and this probably goes in any sport, that unless you walk away with a national championship ring, it just doesn't seem like your your career or, you know, what you set out to do is made complete without that. And at Syracuse University... It absolutely holds true. I mean, these kids that haven't won one, remember, there's been hundreds of kids that have come through the program since 2009. They're, they're out in the real real world right now. And when they mention to people that they played lacrosse at Syracuse, the first question that gets answered, they're asked to them, how many championships did you win? That's the question, Mike, right? <laughs> how many championships mm-hmm. did you win? Well, think about it. For the last 12 years, these kids are out there. The question gets asked, and they're like, none. none. Or we haven't even gone to a Final Four. Right. So that's that's hard to accept if you're a diehard Orange fan. But in the same breath, winning today has never been harder. 
No doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, people yeah. should keep that in the back of their mind. It's wicked competitive. But, again, fair or unfair, Syracuse University, men's lacrosse, national champions. Those all go together. Yeah, should go together. Can you can you share for? <laughs> I don't even know if I know the real story to this day. I have heard versions and what I, I don't even think you've told me. But can you share with 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 my audience the 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 number twenty two wore it on a dare from Coach Simmons? Right? Isn't there a there's a huge hilarious story behind that? Well, you know, I can tell you as a, an eighteen year old freshman, Mike, when I wrote, you know got to Syracuse the fall of my freshman year. There was nothing funny about Coach Simmons telling me to put down my high school number, which he had promised me, and pick up Gary Gates' number, number 22. Hmm. That's a pretty terrifying event, okay? So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in Manly Fieldhouse, the old Manly Fieldhouse, and we're getting ready to play Loyola in a rematch of the previous spring's national championship game. And all of us freshmen were the last ones to get our game-issued jerseys. Well, Coach Simmons was nice enough when I was at West Tennessee High School to say, you can have your number seven. I promise you that. You can have that when you get to Syracuse. I was fine with that. I was pumped. So I, I bent down. I grabbed my number seven. I started to walk out. He pulled me to the side, told me, he goes, Charlie, if you had any guts, you put down your high school number, and you'd pick that number up right there. <laughs> it was 22. So, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just a kid. I'm yeah. just like, what am I, what am Plus, I doing? you're a Central New Yorker. You played at West Jenny. You played thing. under pressure. You grew up under the Syracuse thing. Oh, by the, by the way, Mike, no one had, there was two jerseys left on the ground, 22 and 19, Gary and Paul Gates. <laughs> there no one go. Oh, my gosh. So, so, so no one picked yeah. them up, right? Yeah. So I walk out onto <laughs> the field to play against Loyola. Sure. Again, the freshmen were the last guys out of the locker room onto the field. <laughs> I got guys like Tom Marincheck. And Pat McCabe, seasoned veterans, some of the best players of all time, looking at this 18-year-old freshman walking with number 22 on his back. To say that I got a little bit of the business before the game even started would be the biggest understatement ever, okay? Fortunately for me, Mike, I was able to put the game-winning goal in in overtime on that game, and people sort of forgot about you arrived yeah hey i don't i don't i I don't give a shit what i don't give a shit what number he wears (laughs) yeah i'm not sure i could have done anything else i needed to do something like that right away to like make everyone say okay we're we're okay with this but i I gotta tell you that that was a that that moment in time you know when you're just a kid i give coach simmons all the credit in the world for that he he that's that was what made him so special he saw things like that. He he challenged us, and if I don't do that, you know, it's you know who knows, you know. But uh, I'm I'm glad I did it, and I was I'm glad I was able to be part of the 22 history at Syracuse. All right, final question for you in the couple minutes I have left: What makes a great midfielder in lacrosse? Um, well, you remember a lot has changed yep. in the last 20, 30 years. But I'll tell you from my point of view that I can really, really respect. A midfielder today that can play both ends of the field, both as an offensive threat and a defensive threat. You'll see in today's game, Mike, there's a lot of specialized players. That's why you see so much activity in the box, people changing in and out of the game. Some coaches only want guys in there. They, they, they think they're strong on defense, and then vice versa on the other side, only strong on offense. I really appreciate guys that can do it on both ends, 
even if they don't score a ton of goals and have a ton of assists, but they can actually change the outcome of games in between the lines. I look for that toughness, uh, two-way tough middies. Well, he played in the Final Four four times, won a national championship, and just had an unbelievable career at Syracuse University. Lacrosse Hall of Famer going all the way back to his West Jenny days uh, as well, uh, really a lacrosse legend, a guy I respect a lot, and, of course, uh, proud to call him my friend. Charlie Lockwood, thank you so much, bud. All right, Mike, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. I, I'll hopefully we'll do this again uh, in the upcoming season. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Liverpool Physical Therapy, Axe Exotic Pets, and Heather Saxton. Folks, home is more than just a place. It's a feeling. So reach out to Heather Saxton today, 315 727 3313. She is a, a, a licensed real estate salesperson who gets it done, knows the pulse of real estate in Central New York. If you're buying and selling a home, it's stressful. It's time consuming. It stinks. But with Heather, it's a lot easier. I'm telling you. Go with her, Heather at Hunt on Facebook, 315 727 3313. A licensed real estate salesperson, Heather Saxon, under the Hunt Real Estate umbrella, the official real estate agent of the ML Sports Platter. I, I want to spend a, a few minutes in closing, and Charlie Lockwood, such a great interview, uh, could have him on for an hour uh, to talk about everything, really. Um, but his lacrosse knowledge and his, 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 the way he looks at the game and the way he understands the game and how he understands eras and who he's been around, the players he played with, the, 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 the resume. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, and he's a Hall of Fame dude, too. Um, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time myself on the John Desco thing. John Desco is, my gosh, look, I mean, the resume is incredible, right? Played for Syracuse from 76 to 79. Um, played high school across at West Genesee, obviously, before Syracuse. So he's a lot like Charlie Lockwood. You know, these guys, listen, if you grow up in central New York, you know Syracuse lacrosse. You know <clears throat> the history. Uh, if you if you grow up with the sport, it's times a hundred. Um, <clears throat> I didn't. I mean, my high school I had lacrosse. I didn't play lacrosse. A lot of my friends played lacrosse, but I knew it right away early because I was a diehard young sports fan. Like I bothered all the time. I would bother my dad when I was a little kid. I bother him to go see all the football games, all the basketball games. Not necessarily lacrosse games because it wasn't. Uh, you know, in in my in my first interest level, but you knew of them, right? You knew about that program. And then as I got older, and I went to college and graduated from Bonaventure, and then worked in in, in the media and started to cover more games and things, I, I started to really get a grip of of the SU lacrosse thing. And you know, you 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 you, it's ingrained in you. It's a part of 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 life. It's a walk of life. And Syracuse lacrosse fans, the Central New York lacrosse diehards, I mean. You know, there's a lot of them. I know a lot of them. Um, you know, when that dome has, you know, 10, 11, 12,000 people in it now for an ACC game or for Hopkins game or for whatever game, Virginia, uh, Virginia, Duke, et cetera, Carolina, Notre Dame, that tough schedule they play now in conference and out of conference. Yeah, that place gets rocking and people are crazy. And if Syracuse lacrosse loses, it ruins their day. Um, so Desco, like Lockwood, knows the pressure and what the Syracuse lacrosse thing has been about for years and years and years and years. And I think it's absolutely positively impressive that 
John Desco not only welcomed the pressure, but he probably exceeded, and a lot of people, oh, he hasn't won a title since 2009. Well, he's got five <laughs> NCAA championships. Right? Five in, in uh, five is pretty good, period. He's got as many Division I championships as Mike Krzyzewski. But people in Syracuse are talking about how he hasn't won one since 2009. He has, a, he has as many lacrosse championships as head coach as Mike Krzyzewski does at Duke in 40-ish years uh, as head coach. And by the way, John Desco coached Syracuse from 1999 to 2021. He was an assistant before that for 18 years paying his dues. Some of those dynasty teams for Syracuse lacrosse. And finally he takes over 99 and they win five under him. He won five lacrosse national championships in half the years that Coach K has won his five. Now, I understand they're different sports, NCAA tournament, more teams, more this, more... The game's evolved. The game's changed in both areas. I get that. But just think about that for a second. The next time you're like, oh, man, Desco, oh, Syracuse, 12 years. Is it a huge drought? It is. Are people hungry? Of course. We know about the expectations. Charlie Lockwood just talked about it a lot. He's right. Fairly or unfairly, you're a player at Syracuse. Did you win a title or no? Like, you're judged on all that stuff. Yes, 12 years is a long time. But I also have to step back a little bit and go, jeez, five national championships he still won. It's kind of like being a Yankee fan. I mean... My lifetime Yankee fandom, I, I I would still take, obviously, over every baseball team. The recent years have been pretty brutal. I'm not a Brian Cashman guy. They're not constructed the right way. I've been down this road a million times. I've barked up this tree a million times. But I'll still take five World Series championships, seven pennants, you know, what is it, 14 division championships, 21 or so playoff appearances. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Like, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm good. I'll take that. 21-22 playoff appearances. Like I yeah. You know, overall I'll take that. You know, all the Red Sox fans who talk junk, whatever. Oh, four titles since 04. Da, da, da. I still got one more. You know, 04 was brutal, but I still got one more. You know, I still have three more pennants than most, if not all. Yeah, some of them have 86, so I guess it's five, uh, seven to five at this point. But you get the point. You have to at some point, even when you know the 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 realistic goals, expectations, uh, the drought, all the stuff that goes on, you have to know at some point, you got to peel back a little bit and go, damn, I mean, this guy, you know, five national championships, four Big East Conference championships, two ACC tournament championships, one ACC regular season championship. He's in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame, USILA Division Coach of the Year, four-time ACC Coach of the Year. By the way, head coach for United States Men's Lacrosse, uh, National Lacrosse Team, and uh, World Lacrosse Championship. He won in 2006, and, you know, it all started, you know, Simmons offered Desco an assistant job when Jay Gallagher decided to leave Syracuse. By the way, Desco made a grand a year as a coach. <laughs> Waited tables in his spare time. He grinded 19 years, you know, takes over for Roy Simmons Jr., and by the way, he became the first person outside of the Simmons family to coach Syracuse lacrosse since 1931. You want to talk about some pressure? Holy cow. Holy cow. So he won five as a head coach. He won six more as an assistant coach. In his first 11 years as a head coach, he coached the Syracuse lacrosse team to seven NCAA final appearances and nine final fours. Nine final fours. I mean, that's... That, that, that's a, that's a big-time... That's a, just a big-time resume. 
So, and I've interviewed John multiple times. I wish him all the best in retirement. He is literally one of the good guys. I mean, one of the great people in sports, one of the people I've enjoyed talking with and following and rooting for. And uh, what a career. What a career for John Dusko. Hope he enjoys retirement and uh, hoping to get him on in the near future as well. Mike Lindsley with you. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and all the others. Just download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. You can hit me on all the social platforms, including Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And, of course, be on the lookout for my one-minute videos, the ML Sports takes on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, IGTV, and Instagram. And, of course, uh, make sure to... Uh, Follow me on Instagram as well, ML Sports Platter. You can also like the ML Sports Platter page on Facebook as well, trying to throw out some cool questions and topics and things of that nature in the world of sports. We are presented by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Make sure that you do. Log on to stanleylawoffices.com for more information. Big tip of the cap, uh, thank you as well to... The Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Rosie's Corner, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Hey, the best jewelry is at welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase, engagement rings, wedding rings, you name it. Welch and Company Jewelers is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, the official jewelry store of the platform. Daniel Luce and the gang doing an amazing job. Watches, necklaces, bracelets, you name it. Shop the showcase, see the deal of the week. It's all there at welchjewelers.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. (gasps) She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.